Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are slowly getting to the end of our Star Wars journey. And this episode, we ended up on Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Has an IMDb of 6.9, Metascore of 84, Rotten Tomatoes of 91% tomato meter, 42% audience. It had a budget of $317 million. Domestically, $620,181,382. Worldwide, $1,332,698,830. It was directed by Ryan Johnson. Written by Ryan Johnson, based on characters by George Lucas. All right. So we are drinking Kirkland Small Batch. Uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, 92 proof. We're just drinking right on the rocks. Okay. I mean, that's what I kind of went with last week, but I did mine as an old-fashioned, you know. Yeah. Kind of did that. But, you know, we're going to go ahead. And I, I was playing um, – I know this sounds terrible when you say it this way. I was playing refrigerator cleanout. Mm-hmm. The randomness of all the different – beers I have in there is definitely a lot of eclectic beers. So I actually have set up like a little, I don't know, what do you want to call flight tasting thing going on? And my, and my, and my game plan is I'm starting with my Corona. Yeah. I'm from going to an all day IPA by founders, of course. And then I'm following up with founders, uh, cherry. And then the last one, that I'm going to do if it doesn't, if I make it that far, I'm just letting you know, <laughs> is going to be the Jamaican Red Stripe. Oh, yeah. All good choices. I mean, it's just like whatever. And I got a little, I got, a little, I actually kind of like did this kind of cool. I mean, I got a little bucket with some ice in it. I'm just go. So all I have, I don't even have to really get up and do it. No. It's just right here. I'm just ready. I'm prepared for it. You got a little <laughs> sampler thing going on. Got a little sampler thing. I mean, I don't know. It just. I mean, it was kind of beautiful out today. I mean, we did have some more sunshine. We have a window open right now because it was kind of beautiful out and got some air in this house again. Because you were just saying, once again, we're looking at soon, soon, it's going to be where we have to keep the windows closed. Yeah. Yep. All the time. And mm. it's a Michigan. It definitely is, is a Michigan thing, that's for sure. Oh. But no, I just thought beer just kind of sound sounded good, and we were it sounded good after that. So I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of some of these because I was like trying to put them away and and organize the refrigerator. And I'm like, they didn't kind of fit. So I'm like, that's where I went with. Yep, we do refrigerator clean out day probably once every two or three months because, I mean, before COVID, you would have just so many random people to stop and buy the house, bringing six packs, and just you know, you leave those two there. Or whatever. So you end up just looking at your fridge like, I don't even really drink beer a lot. And there's a lot of beer in my fridge. Yeah. Oh, well, 
All um, right. So who wants to start the conversation off? I don't know. I, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. This was my first run with it. What? Your first run with what? I, uh, this is my first time I've ever seen this. This movie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. I mean, are we, I mean, is this just because? So what happened is about 2017, that time, is when we started the podcast. So we uh-huh. were so busy watching other movies that we never got to watching this one. Like you seen this I one. I had seen it. Before, but you didn't yeah. see the next uh-huh. one because we got even more buried in movies in 2019 yeah. and podcasting. So with podcasting, like we were always saying, like if we're going to do Star Wars, we're just going to start from the beginning. Like There's no point of just talking about one right in the middle. So we got really busy doing podcasts and other things and never got to it. And then this is the first time that in this podcast we actually got to doing the Star Wars in a row. So that's what I kind of was waiting for because I don't have a lot of time on my hands. And, I mean, I watch 10 to 15 movies a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's other stuff to prepare for. So that's just my so, whole so thing then. Going into it with virgin eyes, what did you think of it then? I mean, to me, <clears throat> there's. I thought it fit the storyline all right, like what they were going with as a thing. Um, you know, like that's one thing is what I've noticed is how the stories work so well with each other. I guess. Like, you know, the questions you have from the from the previous one are answered in this next one. They don't kind of leave stuff hanging. We're in a lot of sequels that are definitely that far apart. They um, leave stuff out. And you're, you always have that one question in your mind, like, what the fuck? What happened there? So, I mean, I like how they brought Yoda back for a scene. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think um, um, what his name's just weird. Poe. No. Kylo. Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, I. I think he is like you said in the past. Like he's a whiny little bitch. A little bit. Um. You know he. You don't know which way he's going to take it, if he's actually going to go back or if he's actually going to stay on the dark side. Like, at one point, I kind of in my head had it where he was going to go, you know, back to his mom and live that life. Because there's that moment when he tried to blow up the he spaceship. Could he could have, but didn't. But he didn't. He chose yeah. not to. So, like, I thought it was like an intro. Like, that scene was going to get him to, like, oh, he actually is going to be a good guy. Like, you know, because then, then that part, like he killed uh, that one guy. Um, his, his no, yeah, no, yeah. So, you know, at that point, I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's gonna fucking just go a wall, and these two are gonna go live a happy life. I don't know what's gonna happen, but then it didn't. And. Well- yeah. The one part that I wanted to bring up before I forget about it is we watched that review. And by the way, we're spoiling the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah. Um is 
I didn't realize it until this guy said it on this review, is you sh- we should have all known that Luke was not really there because he was oh, not yeah. leaving red traces of the salt like everybody else did when they walked there. Like, Well, he only stayed on the red, the already disturbed salt. Yeah. That's what the, the point he was making. That's, yeah. But also he wasn't casting a shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in my eyes, like, it was well played. I mean, I don't know much about the Star Wars, but, like, as I'm just my first time running through the whole thing, I mean, I think it was up to, I know Rogue One was, I've never seen that. You did, but you don't remember it. Oh, yeah, that was a movie night. Um <laughs> Then, because I'm usually cooking. <laughs> Don't start the movie until the food's done, asshole. Okay, well, I was drinking. Well, I was cooking. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I don't know. I think it was seven. I think se- I saw seven. And that's where I, this is, like, all new to me now after this. After, I mean, this after is good, seven then. is the new well, this is definitely good for you then. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, to see it, you know, I mean, these are your totally new fresh eyes because, you know, I saw it in the theaters. I mm-hmm. saw it when it came out, you know, on TV. I saw it when it came out in Blu-ray. I'm watching it again. And so I think that this movie, for me, out of the last three, deserves more rewatching because you catch little more things here and there yes it has some plot has some flaws in the of the plot line but i think because there's almost there's three to me there's three different mini plots going on with one main plot encasing it so yes they're all furthered along along in this installment and all the boxes are quite you are absolutely true checked saying this is what happened here. This is what happened here. This is what happened here. This is where we're going here. And this is where we're going here. And this is where we're going here. Now, that's awesome. I mean, I totally love that you are seeing this with new with new eyes. Now, do you think, now, I mean, me personally seeing this, I mean, I don't know how I would feel about seeing this on a small screen, not seeing it on the big screen the first time. Do you think if you would have saw this on the big screen the first time, you would have been like, caught like once again you would have been able to catch like the fact that he wasn't making the marks in the white he the sh- you know there's little things here and there what do you think i don't know i mean with my new tv i to me it's my own little theater so yeah that's right we all do have big tvs now it's not like back in the day in the 80s where it used to be like you know what i'm saying i yeah, know like with my 75 inch like that thing literally takes up the whole wall so when i watch it i feel like i'm am in the theater if that makes sense like that's why to me i'm like i prefer to be at home um, okay nowadays because of the technology i have at my house yeah between my sound of my tv and the picture i mean we're talking what is it uhd on that 4k yeah. uhd 4k ultra uhd i think that's the new one yeah that's, that's what that's yeah. what mine is the new one so i get to me is a pretty pretty picture and 
it plays just fine. That being said, there is no comparison to watching a movie in a theater. Like you're just not going to be able to beat that. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in a theater, so I can't tell you what that's like either. No, I think we've, well, that being said, sidetrack here. We just all need to make a drink and date night and go to like a movie. We need to choose one and decide which one is going to break the COVID hell and go from there. I mean, the first one that has me really interested to going to the theater would be The Matrix in December. Okay. I mean, Dune. It looks cool, but I don't have any... I don't know what the fuck the movie's about. I didn't see the first mm-hmm. one. I didn't read the book, so it looks cool, but... Yeah. Where The Matrix, okay. I saw all of those in theaters, so it only makes sense to go see the new one in theaters also. Yeah. I mean, we like I said, it was just kind of like, where, you know, what? when is the next movie that we're finally going to go see? Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, I'm not for really me, sure. For me... With this one, this this trilogy right here, because you know there's first, second, and third trilogy. Yeah. Um, this I'm comparing to, and I don't know if I, I what I'm trying to make a comparison here with is Fellowship of the Rings. Um, I'm pretty sure like 14 people just like stood up and called <laughs> blasphemy and call from ahead again, but with the two towers, like this one is just as good to me as the two towers because it totally. With, you know, you have the battle scenes, the anticlimactic, you know, you have everything going up. Well, the reason why I'm also doing this also is because of the way Ray, her appearance. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm comparing her to Gandalf at this point in time. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> Once again, 17 people just went off the deep end. Um, do you know how she was, I mean, where I'm going with this, how um, her appearance was new baby looking how i want to call it fresh faced in the first one force awakens yeah white clothes this and that mm. not really white but more like cream light colored ready to go yeah. whatever and um, then now with this one whether or not you know it's been said that she you know that she was told she needed to lose weight for the third one whatever but she did put a little weight on this one i don't know if it was a different thing but how her clothes this time are gray grimier you can sense the conflict within her you can sense the fact that um it's going back and forth there's a gray area she's not designed or designated as good or bad yet because when she one of the first times she meets luke when he's trying to like no who are you why are you here who are you and when he's like trying to figure out where she is and when they're doing that, like that little mind melt thing on, and then like the rocks are all going around yeah. her, you know, whatever. And he goes, and then he goes right to her. He goes, Oh my God, you went right to the dark side. You never stopped. Yeah. You never looked back. And I mean, you, he could even see the sense. Um, I felt like her appearance was definitely stark and different from the first one. I mean, and then with a third, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. You can, we'll talk about that. I'll just a titch here because once again, she reverts back to the white when you can see she finally has resolved to embrace the good, whatever. So once again, fellowship of the rings, Gandalf, the gray, the Gandalf, the white, Yeah, I'm going that route. I don't mean to be that person, but I feel like her physical transformation in this 
this three is almost to me like I want to say in the first three, uh, the original trilogy, when you look at Luke, once again, I made the same comparison there because he starts off fresh face and then in the second one, yeah, he looks a little bit grimier. We all talked about the Corvette summer thing going on when yeah, he got injured yeah. in the accident. But when he was in the third for the Jedi, he was darker. His hair was darker. He was darker. He had almost embraced part of the darkness inside of him that he kept hidden. But he wasn't that he was good. But you knew there was something always there with the conflict because even now with him, in this one, you can see that there's always that underlying where he's blaming himself for what happened in the temple with the kids and all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really appreciated the fact that Ryan, I, I don't know why I always thought it was Rian, but Ryan. It very well out. could be. I'm not sure. I, but. I don't know. Johnson and his writing <laughs> ability or directing ability with us, he was able to not only use dialogue um, to further your emotions to identify with the character, but he used physical appearance for me. I don't, if that helps any. Yeah. yeah even yeah. Almost all, I mean, I could even point this out, even with Poe, you can see him physically starting to change also. And then there's a couple other ones too. So it's just, you know, I don't know if you guys picked up on that or you agree with me on that. It's just like I felt this was one of the stronger parts of this series, the second movie, because I was able to see their conflict in who they were just by looking at them. I felt like the acting, whether it be acting or how they had them dressed or portrayed, went far, far, further beyond than... Um, and God forbid I'm talking about this. Here we go. We're bringing it back up again. Hayden Christensen in the last three <laughs> where the only thing he did. Yeah. They try to do that where he went from child to teenager to adult. But to me, it was just whiny kid, whiny teenager, whiny adult, even though they were trying to see it with his, his uniform became to become darker. Also, just like he was, as he was developing the dark side, he went from, white as a kid to like kind of grayish and then dark black when he finally turned to the dark it didn't portray the essence of who he was physically and his um emotional conflict to me inside i don't know go ahead and talk about it now i, I just spoke a lot for a few minutes no you're good well yeah i mean i've always been a fan of Rian ryan johnson uh all the way back to like Brick and Looper was fantastic. I've always liked him as a director. Mm -hmm. My first time watching this, I had a lot of pushback on it. Watching it again now, I don't push back as much. But one of my big problems was initially was uh, Princess Leia or General Organa at this point. Mm -hmm. Supermanning it back to the ship. Yes, absolutely. Like, the first time watching, I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? That's not how the force works. But then after watching it again and time passing, I didn't. Okay, we don't really know how the force works. It's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, another pushback I had was going through two years of all the rumors and fan theories and shit 
about whether it be who Snoke actually is or what Ray's parentage and none of it mattered. Mm-hmm. That bothered me a lot when I first watched it. But again, on another viewing, I'm okay with it. Yep. The movie is probably 25 minutes too long. Yep. I mean, it's a full two and a half. Mm-hmm. And like the, I mean, the one part I think you could cut the most out, which is what the guy we watched was talking about, was the whole casino planet. Yes. That that was way too long. Yes. And I, absolutely. They, I mean, you have Benicio del Toro being Benicio del Toro. He's in it for all of five minutes. Kind of inconsequential. And they bring back Phasma, who in both movies was very heavily featured in the advertising. Yes. And in both movies, she's a fucking not even a tertiary character. Mm-hmm. She just kind of, she's a, I mean, for all intents and purposes, she's just another stormtrooper. Yes. She just looks cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I think she that is. was a waste. And which actress was that again? That was Gwendolyn Christie, the Brienne she, of Tarth. Yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and then, you know, like once again, you know, you're talking about, you know, pushback. You know, there's, you know, several different things, you know. I thought it it aged better for me the second or the third time around. Um, yeah, for once me as well, to- definitely. Yeah. You definitely um, nailed it on the head. The fact that, um, you know, they could have probably been just a titch shorter in some areas, but they didn't. And I guess where there he was trying to, I think he was trying to keep everything full circle. And I think in my mind, when I looked at it, I feel like he was trying to give each plot the exact same amount of time. It felt that way for sure. And I think the Luke and Ray plotline suffered because of that. That wasn't developed nearly enough, I don't think. Yeah, there could have been like um, where I think that that suffered just a titch. Um, Where she is in the hall, what do you want to call it? The Hall of Illusions, the Cave of Illusions, where, you know where that could have been expanded a little bit more because once again you're you're comparing her to um Luke when he was like an empire yeah an empire which they're alluding to you know in you know that we all know what the next movie was going to be and I they had already pre-announced what you know the name was going to be Rise of Skywalker I think at this point in time so you're like okay they're comparing her to Luke I mean does this way somewhere she performed it's Luke's parents, you know. I mean, once again, I was making. We were talking about all the. You're talking about all the rumors. You're just trying to figure out who this person is, who yeah. this person is, who her parents are. I'm going back and forth trying to figure out all these people, because I'm thinking Luke is hiding himself. Could he have easily been his heard? You know, and he tried to hide her too, or he had someone that he never. But they never said Luke had another love interest or anything like that. But it could have been like a huge subplot or missing plot at one point in time. Yeah. And me coming from reading like the older books, like Mm -hmm. 
in the old books, I mean, mm-hmm. Han and Leia had like three kids. I think Luke had at least two. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're going okay. Who who's her parents? She, I mean, it has to be important. It has to be important. Well, she got yes. the powers by herself or in herself, right? And well, I, I that's what I brief you right on. Having not seen Rise of Skywalker, I know her parent or her family lineage, so it does kind of make sense at that point. Yeah. But that was another big problem. I, is it was kind of a Mary Sue situation where she just instantly was a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, especially in Force Awakens, but yeah. But then knowing what's coming, it I guess I can get on board with that a little bit. And then, you know, we were talking about, you know, we were talking about the Snopes character and all this stuff. Now, because if you read into this later on, you know, um, or if you get some of the rumors of this, you know, this not trying to like get into like number three, no, well, number nine here, number right. nine. Um, it's even it's even mentioned or alluded to that Snopes technically his lineage is that he's a clone yeah. of, yeah. So, you know, you got like everyone to me at this point in time, everyone's background, parentage, lineage is hidden and it's all up for grabs, you know? And I know it's all up for grabs because it's in this, you know, in the second one that I ever watched Empire Strikes Back, you know, the biggest plot twist in the world that ever happened, you know, was worse than who killed J.R was I am your father mm-hmm. is the fact that I was waiting for them to basically say this is who her parents are in this that, one in this one yeah that's a good point because I mean they completely subverts what happened in Empire by not doing that by not doing it yep but they at did. the time I was, I was ready for the time I was pissed off like what what are you talking about yeah but yeah visiting it again I don't push back on that as much yeah and and like i said this is one of the ones that does you know allow for you to to me it does better when you do you do watch it a second third or fourth time you're able to catch a little bit more of the stuff that you're able to um the only thing i had a really problem with with at this point in time you know you have um you know the big beginning should be always in the middle, which should be always setting up the end, you know? So that's what the problem is, is, you know, the the climax scene, technically the, the beginning started off with, you know, who are your first two people that you see, you know, you know, yeah. but who are the final battle? It's, you know, it's, it's Luke and Kylo, which Ray at the end kind of just takes like a little back seat, but she should have finished stronger at the end to me, you know, and you know, she should have been more of a dear, the protagonist of her should have been a little bit more. She should have been more amplified at the end to thrust us into the third, the ninth, third or ninth, whatever you want to call it. That's right. what I'm saying there. Yeah. That's what the, that's one of the main problems I have with that because you know, your first, it's like writing a paper, you know, your first, second, you know, you open. You get rough you three, draft. You got your whatever yeah. draft, and you get your final yeah, draft. You, you have your you have your opening paragraph. You have your three sub three sub points, and then in the and then then the the final paragraph. If you're writing a basic paper, you go right back to your opening statement in the first. So it was, you know, little things like that. But other than that, you know, the visuals, 
I mean, I totally. Yeah, it was a stunning hope. film for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, I think we're at this point. We're at the point finally where, you know, technology has caught has caught up with directors or slash visionaries dreams of how they want to present stuff to the audience finally you know without hindrance of it being you know worse yeah that being said we did not see in this one if you noticed i mean this is before she died so this was actually her in the movie we don't see like the CGI faces where before General Tarkin and all them were the mm-hmm. CGI fa- faces where it wasn't just pulled away or distracting from. Yeah. So can I ask I you thought, one question though? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Since I haven't seen it, but is the CGI bad in the ninth one with her? No, I don't think so. I think it was okay. a little bit better. I think it was a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. We don't so, need to like, once... off of that, but I just wanted to know like how bad are we getting into on nine? No, I honestly think that. I think they got a little bit of criticism from the first, the the eighth. That's why they didn't go that route that way. But um, it did. You know, you you we know this is what's coming because you know this movie was released, and the next thing you know, she died. Like what was it, just Christmas or the day before Christmas? Yeah. Because this this was released on December eighteenth. I know this <laughs> December eighteenth. Just so you know. Um, and then she died like right away, and then and you know, it was like a right. week after her mom died, wasn't it too? Yeah, no, her mom. Like that? Her no, mom was she died. After? Yep, her mom died after. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. So Debbie wild. Reynolds died right. Yeah, which is really wild. So that being said, we know what's happening now. How do you feel? And this is where I'm having a moment here because we got eight, nine, and no, we have seven, eight, and nine. Okay, so in seven, we've killed off Han Solo. Goodbye. Yeah. And eight, Luke Skywalker's gone. So you know basically what's happening. She's next. Basically, she's going to be next. I mean, the only main character standing at the end of nine is Chewie. Yeah. So basically, it's all new characters. Is it the same actor as before? I don't think it's the same actor in there. I don't think so. I don't know if Peter Mayhew is still alive, but I don't know. I wasn't sure that anymore. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I just was kind of like going, you know what's happening. It's just I almost feel like with this one, I'm like, okay, original cast member down, done. You know, I just felt like we were losing original cast members all the time. I mean, granted, in three, we got we got a cameo on someone else. But he, to me, he's more a periphery character. But knowing going into this that they were, you know, because they basically said, you know, everyone kind of knew that Luke was going to die in this one, too. Because of you know, all the rumors and stuff like that, it's just yeah. like every time I see, knowing that every time a new movie came out, it's like I'm losing one of my first character, but you know, one of my original characters. That was hardest for me. I'll okay, bet. I bet. Now, for you, I mean, going in, I mean, I don't know if because you really don't have the attachment like I did with the original cast. Maybe you do or don't. Was it hard for you to see Luke go? Harder for you to see Luke go or Han Solo go? Uh, it was certainly harder to see Han Solo go for me. Okay, okay. Well, Han Solo went in a more of a battle where Luke went into a battle, but not really, I guess. Yeah, he, to me, he he would battle, but he just he disintegrated off into he was 
to me, it wasn't that he disappeared. He was, to me, he, he was absorbed with the force. Well, and you have into your the force. son killing you too. That's also makes it also uh, yes, a little bit more impactful. But th- again, that was something I really pushed hard back on was uh, Luke just kind of disappearing into the ether. But then I went second watch, and with time, well, that's how mm-hmm. Yoda went. That's how Obi Wan went. I mean, so yeah. I would. That, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, that was the hardest thing. Now, here's another thing I want to touch on. Let's touch on Billy Lord. Yeah, sure. Her role was expanded for sure in this one. Yep. Do you think it was expanded because of whose daughter she was or? I I think they tossed her in there as just. Okay, you're Carrie Fisher's daughter. We'll toss you in Force Awakens and just kind of... I don't even think she had a line in Force Awakens, did she? No, she didn't. I don't think she did. So I'm assuming in between that and this one, she actually shown that she had some acting chops. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, like, all right, well, we can use you a little more now. Yeah. Because I've seen her in a few things, and she is really good. Yeah, you know, American Horror Story, you know, things like that, you know. Booksmart, she was great in, too. Yeah. (laughs) I fucking love Booksmart. You know, so you're looking at that, you know, I can see where, you know, and it's looking at her, seeing her behind Leia, you know, I can, it was, she was always, to me, she was always strategically placed in the scene with Leia, so I could see the young version of Leia in her. Yeah. And I thought sure. I thought that I thought that was really good on the director's part with this one because it kind of made me make the clicking because you could see you could see it in her face. And once again, I'm going back to appearances. You everything is there for appearance. They're using their body language and how they look to convey certain messages to me or to the to the watcher or the viewer that this, you know, you can see the goodness and it's continuing on with you know, the next generation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be interesting to like I said, having not seen nine, I'm assuming her role gets expanded. Yes. Okay, good. Um, and then here's another thing. So how do you feel like, okay, so, you know, we have like, you know, dust star, dust star, dust star, planet, blow up, dust star, planet, blow up. Now we're blowing up a dreadnought. Okay. Now, <laughs> you know, once again, you know, but it was kind of, I like the approach of the Dreadnought. Now, this is the first time, I mean, in the books, I'm pretty sure, because I really haven't read that many of the books. Now, has there been more references to Dreadnoughts then? Yeah, there were some. I think Grand Admiral Thrawn okay. had a Dreadnought of some sort. I mean, it's essentially just a super big Star Destroyer, is my understanding. Yeah, like a huge yeah. Star Destroyer. And yeah, they, they, the way it looked, not only this one looked totally different, but then even the other one that um, General, oh God, what was her Hux. name? Lord, yeah, g- kind of like, you know, shoots through that, the way that one even looks is designed differently than the, the traditional destroyers. So, kind of, so it's kind of good to see yeah. different, you know, visuals of different destroyers. And even like but with we'll, the ADATs on the Scarif or whatever the salt planet was, they even yes. had a different design to them. Yeah, the way their 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 foot 
yeah. hit at the bottom was like it was really it was very interesting i like the way that and they did look a little bit nicer and even like the dainty little butterfly you know um uh, imperial you know yeah, kylo like- ren's little ship was a little bit different everything, everything had a little more tweak for the visual but when it just shows like an evolution of technology or whatever you want to like once it yeah once again, I say it exactly. Works. It's finally catching up to the vision without it being having to be tweaked or toyed. Where you're noticing it because it's, they can't quite get it right, but they want to do it anyhow. Now, what I liked about this one when they when they destroy the drug dot, you know, once again we're not going through, you know, we're not trying to skim through something and whatever, you know. Once again, you know, we're talking about you know the Death Star, Blade Death Star, whatever. But I like the bombers i really like the vision of the bombers because they don't the bombers are just these basic like upside down boomerangs to me flying in with all these bombs yeah which reminded me kind of like reminiscent of like the b4 bombers of ww2 where they were they were always flanked by you know fighters because they couldn't fight themselves because the only thing they did was just fly and drop bombs so that was interesting in my part and so speaking on that scene in particular uh, and in general some of the comedic moments felt out of place for me yes like when that first opening scene when poe goes and hails general hux and yeah like oh i got a message for your mom or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. He's tooling with you. Yeah. You know, there was some it, tough it, moments like, like that. I, I felt where they were trying to go with that. It was kind of cute, but at the same time, it was, it's not, a, it didn't, not sit right with me, age well. It just doesn't um, fit in the Star Wars it universe. It, they never made jokes like that before. So it just, no, they, like I said, it just felt out of place. Yeah. It did feel a little bit out of place. I will definitely give you. That's totally probably like that JJ Ab- Abrams' little kick, isn't it? Well, as Abrams just produced this one. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Re- Ryan, Ryan Johnson, whatever it was, you yeah. know, he's the one that wrote this. So it was probably him trying to like make light to the or situation get... or something. Yeah. Sometimes you know, sometimes I think humor is good. You know, like. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, talking about movies like that, you know, you got, you know, zombie double tap, you know, they make light of situations. They think he was trying to, like, make light of the situation. Yeah. But it felt forced. Yeah, it did, for sure. Yeah, it felt forced. Okay. So one thing I wanted to bring up, too. Okay. um, I love this part. Um, Chewbacca. Um, when he was around the campfire, he was those little yeah, well, those called porgs, I think. I can't remember. Porgs, yes. Yeah, porgs. it cracked me up. Like he's trying to eat it, and they're all just like crying and getting those big eyes. And I'm starting to feel bad for these little things. And yeah, like he couldn't, he could not eat it because they're doing that. And then they brought him back towards the ending where he, they're all in the ship with him, and they're just like causing hell and. Yeah, one of the best parts was the little guy like mimicking Chewbacca's growl. Yeah, like, that was fucking yeah. great. Yeah, so to me it was like, I mean, this is way off or way far off of it, but to me it's like Guardians of the Galaxy and um. I, I mean that 
That porg was put in there to move merchandise, and yeah. it did. Yeah, that's they like sold Groot. a shit ton of porg shit. Yeah, and that's like yes, Groot. So it's yeah, like, it's the same thing. So it's like the thing is, is it's like the, that one little thing in that movie. It's like, oh, that's hilarious as shit. Like these little things. It's the you know the you know Mandalorian, the Baby Yoda, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Or, or then at the same time, Force Awakens. I mean, you know, Lucasfilm knows how to merchandise shit. And yes, they do. They do. Very good at it. Yes, they do. You know, no, they, they they didn't kill them off. They kept them the going. They you know had the reference for them or whatever they were, however you want to call it. You know, they. I don't know. They to me, yes, they were there. That little scene that you were seeing, and you also saw them all over the island or this and that. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then you see them in the ship. There's a bunch of them in the ship, and then there's one like in like the cockpit with him. To me. It didn't distract from the plots. I mean, it was like, okay, no. they're there. It wasn't like, I don't know why. No, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like Jar Jar. No, it example. wasn't like Jar Jar. There we go, Jar Jar. That's all we need to say. It wasn't like he wasn't, yes, it was there. It, was, it wasn't even, they wouldn't try to make a plot out of it. They didn't try to focus it. They just popped it in there and there it was. It was if you want lack of a better it was almost like a subliminal message oh look here's a little pork buy it buy buy the pork buy the pork you know and the other thing i wanted to point out about the island is the thing he milked oh yeah that was that kind of made me gag a little bit you could cut that let's go back to the cutting the scenes you don't need to add that i mean him yeah absolutely right there i mean him following around her following him around for his busy daily routine we could have had, you know, him swinging across on the um, on the tree thing or whatever, or this or that, or we could have had that, but we could have cut that. We definitely could have cut that. And then, you know, sometimes, and then, you know, what scenes that could be cut, you know, out of this movie, the, the bond connection that her and Kylo Ren are sharing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the fact yeah. that it was Snoke doing it to begin with, he was forcing it. And, well, yeah. I mean, they that, that did bring it back to them, her going towards Ren and and Snork being killed. But we didn't need that many scenes of them basically falling in love with each other, I guess. Or them trying to do the love plot. Yeah. They, they forced too many of those on there. You got uh, Rose and... Finn, mm-hmm. that's yep. completely forced. You got Finn and Ray, which is Ray. completely forced, and the Kylo Ray, which again yeah. is completely forced. We don't need the love plots, you know. That's the whole point. And she's like, "Could you just put a towel on or something?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I could see the like. Let's get did... even nastier. Let him be in the shower when she sees him. I don't know. Like, where are we going with that? <laughs> And it, when you then we find out later on, and of course, it was all, you know, done by Snopes, you know, yeah. whatever. But also, I mean, let's talk about why we're talking about Snopes. Okay. Let's talk about that scene. Okay. Did you find it anticlimactic or did you find, did you think that Ren would kill him? I mean, I mean, Ray would kill him before Ren. What do you think? I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I think they 
they took a bit away of the whole shit moment by showing him turning the lightsaber. Yes. Had they not done that and just yes. had it happen, it would have been more effective, I think. Yes. I mean, that would have been like, you know, he goes, because he's even saying, uh, even right now, I can read what you're doing. Da, da, da. I know you're going to kill her. Da, 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 yeah. da. And, you know, and then boom, we, if we didn't see the turning of the lightsaber, it would have been more like, oh, my God, he just killed him. Yeah. You know, that would have been better. And then now here's my other thought for that scene. Okay. So remember how Luke was trying to tell Ray how he killed a lot of the kids in the temple and then he took some with him. Mm hmm. Okay, that's what I'm saying right there. Now, do you think the kids that he took with him were the Red Guards? I honestly didn't even consider that. But now that you say that, they did struggle to for being Jedis. That was a more difficult of a fight than it should have been, I would have thought. Yeah. But having you put that out there, I think that could very well be true. Because they were kind of <laughs> using lightsaber-style weapons. They weren't true lightsabers, but they were bladed beams. Yeah, bladed beams. And but they weren't lightsabers. That was yeah. quite a struggle as well. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me now. And I was just, that was something that's just always crossed my mind. I'm like, okay, so he took kids. Where did those kids go? And I was like, because you never really see you, them mentioned. Or did they die at, like, you know, or did they, or were they being trained by, you know, Snopes or whatever, because, but once again, there can only be one yeah, master and pupil. It's so a whole thing. That's why I thought. Them out and kept the strongest, maybe. But. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I, that was my point. I don't know. I'm probably, you know, that's I'm sure one thing I really like, and we talked about at the beginning, is they bring back the questions. Like, my yeah. question was, how did this all come to effect of him killing the kids and burning everything down? Well, it all started with Luke seeing him as the dark side, and he was going to take care of the issue, and yep. ended up having a hard time taking care of the problem, wakes up, and there they are. Yeah. And he actually thinks Luke is dead. Mm hmm And for him, yeah, knowing that he's alive and all that stuff that happened, like, you know... Like at first, Luke did not tell um, Ray anything. Um, like he just kind of kept it very simple, and then that's when she found out the truth. And then she's like, "I need to know the truth." And yeah, like I think he would have been a Darth Vader kind of character if they if he did not try to catch it. If he tried to you know, not catch it and just let it be because he okay. did have good in him. But I think the dark would eventually came out. Yeah. So. But at uh, that point in time when Snope says, I can sense your father in you. What was, because, okay, I can sense more of your father in you. But what, what I was trying to figure out is, is Snope saying you can, he can sense more of your father and you good is his father good or was his father bad that made me think like han what do you solo? yeah han solo yeah because he says i i can send more of your father and you than you think 
Well, his dad myself, was he... like a cheater gambler at the beginning, wasn't he? Like oh, yeah. he, yeah, he was not good until he met Princess Leia, Leia. Yeah. and that's when he wanted to become good, and then he be- yeah. then he stayed good. Yeah. But he was a big gambling cheater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the next one we were doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, back to the Yoda appearance. Okay. Yeah. I am so glad they use puppet Yoda and not CGI Yoda. Oh, absolutely. Which I mean, I thought arguing why if. Why would he look like that? He can look like anything, presumably. He can look like his old form because they retconned that with Hayden Christensen appearing at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So why wouldn't he look like his younger self? But I I don't care why. I'm just glad they did it that way instead. Oh, yeah. I mean, not once again, I think we're talking about not only did they know or Ryan Reinjet, whatever, the director, no, writer. He used the CGI where he had to, but he was a smart enough director to know that what the public wanted was the Puppet Yoda. That's all there is to it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And once again, Puppet Yoda ties us back to the original three, the original three being the best. It would, in whatever of the trilogy, if you put all, you know, whatever, all three, because we just came off the middle trilogy, which was by far, if you look at all the rankings, they're always on the lowest bottom if you rank all the movies together. Yeah. But so therefore, I think he wanted as a director or even producer J.J. Abrams, I think they wanted to do enough tie-ins or pull you back or click your memory instance that this is what happened in Empire. This is, you know, bring you back that memory recollection which made you you may may or may not have made you happy not happy it was what they wanted you to do they wanted you to have that memory association right well and mm-hmm. that's why they he was using the term drunk yoda because it's muppet mm-hmm. yeah and drunk just yoda. a little crazy okay kind of not yeah. as somber and sullen as he was exactly i was trying to figure out why he was using that term drunk uh yoda until i just put it all together but I think what this movie does better than Force Awakens is this movie does is more of an homage to the originals where Force Awakens was, like we said before, it was, I mean, essentially A New Hope 2.0. Yep. Instead, this one, like, has direct references to, like, when R2-D2 shows the old clip of Leia... Yep. To loot, like, okay, I, I can get behind that. The old Yoda, instead of trying to do the same story in a different casing. Yes, absolutely. Not trying to expand using every single technology, realizing and recognizing what was good from the original movies and utilizing that to your best ability in this one. That's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And one, I mean, one thing, the uh, uh, Holdo, her her sacrifice and everything was great and how she did it. And, mm-hmm. But 
If you can do that, why the fuck can't you just take one of those ships and go into light speed right through the Death Star and be done with it? In the first place, yeah. <laughs> like, that just seems like an easy way to get rid of a big old ship. Yeah. And that's true. You know, once again, there's always plot points to every movie because we can find them. Oh, for sure. Because once again, um, why didn't we just ride the eagles to Mordor? I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> why did we have to do Because it's all about the journey to get there. It's all about the how the self-realization how they become who they become become the hero the anti-hero based on where they go and what they do and how they need it it's not just getting to an end it's always um to quote machiavelli from the prince it's the ends justify the means well you can't verify your end unless you can show how you got there and how you sacrifice and journey to get there yeah mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I read somewhere online that they were comparing that whole running away from the Empire arc to the O.J. Simpson uh, cop chase where you're just going at a maintained speed for a very long time until somebody runs out of gas. (laughs) Yeah, and then, you know, and that's the whole point. And then I noticed that she wanted to get as close as possible to the one planet. I can't remember the name of the planet. I think it was Scarif. Or no, that was was from Rogue One, I think. That was, yeah, Scarif was from Rogue One. Well, to get to the the station, the salt planet, to get the crystal salt planet, whatever, to get there. So they would have, because they were transferring fuel or fueling up the the escape pod or the transports at one point. So therefore, she was already taking away the fuel to keep her going. So the closer they got the further they were able to get there. So the cloaking device that went to my thought was, why didn't we just jettison those earlier? Yeah, I didn't quite <laughs> understand that either. Like... Yeah. like, But I understand if you could have had the cloaking device or did you need to be closer to the planet to use the cloaking device so you could only cloak them for so long before, you know, that's why she stayed behind also because you had to keep going at your pace to keep the cloaking device going. I, You know, there's like, once again, it's a whole sacrifice thing that you're trying to figure out, which, you know, and I, I think that was kind of cool and that that respect, like that little mutiny on the ship that they had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand both sides of that for sure, where Poe, I mean, because yes, Holdo doesn't and, know yeah. what's going on. And, yeah. But at that point, just fucking have a conversation yeah like, this each other have their we're own secrets yeah yeah so that was always kind of weird also but and then my, my the same thought there is why did she tell people that we need to get as far as we can and then i'm going to send you to this planet i mean was did she think there was a spy on the ship did she think you know that's what i'm thinking of my you know self but at the same time they became their own worst spies because poe was the one that um, revealed the fact that there was a cloaking device because it was intercepted by the master crack cord- coder. Yeah. With so it's like it all unravels. It's like if you think about it, it's almost like the gift of the Magi. You know, with O. Henry, he buys her a comb for her beautiful hair, but she cuts her hair to buy him the chain for the watch that he sold to buy the comb. It's a whole thing. 
Yeah. Do you understand what I'm yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a circle of failure essentially. The catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So and once again, you know, we find the plot holes there. So I'm trying to think of what else. What are we missing? The animals. Now the crystal a, boxes or whatever. No, no, no. The other animals that they were racing. And once again, we're talking about the casino oh, planet. Oh yes, yeah. the casino planet like they felt so bad for the animals because he, he's like, oh, it's so beautiful here. And he's like, she's like, take a closer look. And he looked through that thing and they were like zapping those. Um, they were mistreating the children and the animals. It's yeah. like everything's yeah. pretty on the surface. but Yeah. And I thought that was a good analogy, allegory. Everything looks pretty on the surface, just like the empire might look good compared to what the Republic used to be on the surface. Yeah. But underneath it's all like happening and you are quite correct i think that that part of the um actual movie could have been cut just a little bit but i mean it kind of like was you know when they do get arrested and put into like the jail cell you know it's kind of like the rogue one scene where they meet the people that they're supposed to meet really in the jail cell and at the same time you think if they had connected with the correct person that they should have for the state cracker would stuff it went different ways it's like it's i love the way they develop like all the little mini subplots yeah yes mm-hmm. so and then those are those animals no those animals are not we're getting ahead of ourselves in the third one never mind i'll, I'll answer that question the next time in my head <laughs> <laughs> okay I will. I'll answer that question. And then what did you feel about the final scene where they're telling, the kids are telling the tale? Right. I, I'm i hoping it feeds directly into this next movie because if you're just going to show a kid, as a child, no training whatsoever, just use the force to grab his broom and not pay that off, I'm going to have an issue with that, I think. Okay. And so you, but what I'm trying to say is remember how they were talking in a different language and they were showing it. Remember how C3PO, C3PO, well, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there too, but C3PO telling the story to the Ewoks of the battles. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And were they telling the story? Was that what had just happened? That's what just had happened. Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's what just happened. So like, it's like the, like they said, it is the spark. We are the hope that will ignite the spark. Yep. That, that will that. continue on. So it's kind of like the spark is getting ignited. So it's kind of cool. So, yeah I, yeah. I was like, I was like, I just wanted to know how you felt about that final. And I kind of like, I kind of like that too. Cause it was like, oh my God, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they yeah. kept speaking on how the flame has gone out or the spark is gone or. And it's, yeah. And then Luke doing that reignites it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I will say, you know, they're going to make reference to sparks and stuff later on in the next one. Absolutely. Not, well, not the next one, but the, the number, right after, the number, number nine. Not, not Han Solo, not Han Solo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Or Solo. Yeah. So, okay. So, Okay, anyone else want to talk? Oh, what do you think about the ratings here? Okay, let's just take a moment here because it was 91% Rotten Tomatoes, but it only got a 42% on audience. Yeah, that's pretty low audience for sure. 
And I wonder if the audience score is because there's the first watch. It's like what you guys have been saying. The first watch, you're like, eh, as Star Wars fans. But you said after the second, third, you can kind of be like, okay, I understand a little bit more. I'm thinking that part like, might be part more of it, the too. First, this is more of the first response reviews than it was like the second or third. That's what I'm uh, thinking. Very well could be. But uh, 91%. Is too high. Yeah, think. I'm thinking. I think, and that would be the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because I think what was it? IMB D. I think had a better. It was like a six and a half. I think it was right around there. See, and I probably would give it a seven, seven two. It was a uh, six I mean... nine with an eighty four meta score. So okay, yeah. so yeah, I could see a seven four for me at least. I, I, I'm definitely I gonna give a it a higher than what they put on there. I mean, it's a seven, you know, to me, it's, to me, it's a B, B plus. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't. So they're because, in the eights because 80% to 90% is usually a B-ish, right? Yeah. That's no. That's schooling system was. No. 70% was a C. Yeah. 80 to 90 was a B-ish. Yeah. You know, so I'm like right around that. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to say B minus or C plus, but I'm going to say I got a solid B where if I brought that home, no one would be pissed off at me. Yeah. I feel like it deserved to earn the money that it earned. Did it deserve to have a three million, three and a half hundred million dollar budget? That's a fucking budget, right there. Well, As, yeah, that's know. a Disney he, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and then once again, you think about that because these are the movies that were made after Disney bought it. You know how much money did they throw at it? Because Disney, okay, Disney didn't own before you know with fan not with all uh, phantom menace all that other stuff right that's another question if though that middle trilogy would have had disney money and disney backing would it have been a little bit better i thought probably i'll just say yeah. it right now yeah yeah i don't have to think because, about it because they got they disney has fuck you money and I'll just say it, like, they don't give yeah. a shit. Like, oh, you need an extra $100 million for this? Okay, here. They just yeah. pr they print the money at Disney. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're always, I mean, whether it be the parks, the sea, whatever. It They are Disney. Disney eventually will rule the world. I mean, what was it? Everyone saw that one thing on Twitter, right? Not Twitter, but whatever about Disney. And then the You've, I, I don't know. I, know, how to say I think it. I know what you're talking about. I it's see. like the chronological timeline of Disney having the Mars Wars and all this stuff. Yeah, I did see something like that. The Church of Yoda. It's kind of it's hilarious, but if you think about it, it, there is the chronological thing like that happening. You know, they do. You know, they buy up stuff when they can, and they they get it. And if they want it, they get it. You know. Oh yeah, eventually yeah. they'll buy whatever. Yeah. They'll just be like, "Fuck it, we already own Marvel." Um, there, yeah. I don't know if there's a clause, but I'll buy DC too. I'll make it better. We'll wait for them to go bankrupt all their movies and make them shittier, and then we'll buy them and redo it. Yep. Yep. That's okay. about it. Yeah. Now, let's talk about just we're gonna keep on going all over the place here. I'm sorry about this. Now, we already have this, this cast that was established in the first one, pretty much. You know, it's it was set. This is the cast. 
in Force Awakens. Yeah. Now the second one, now this is well technically the second when I say is really the eighth, you know. Yeah. You you really don't really add any other characters in other than Rose. And general the um Laura Dern's character, a couple you only do a couple extra characters added in. I felt that was kind of good because it didn't I don't know how I want to say this. It didn't make you try to think about, okay, now what is that person going to do? They stuck with the main group of characters like they did in the first original three. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because Uh, I felt, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I remember listening to Kevin Smith's review of this and he said, going to the casino planet, the perfect addition to that would have been Lando, like running it. Yes. Just have him cameo kind of like he did in Empire. That would have been yeah. badass, actually. That would have been better. I mean, that would have made that would have made perfect sense because he was he would have been. If they even if they had just had him bump into him there, you know, they've been like, yeah, what, yeah, that yeah, would have been cool. They should have done. That. I, I, I know, I know, he that. comes in and rises Skywalker, but I think that would have been a perfect. That's his type bringing of him into it, just like they did in Empire. They kind of run into him, happenstance, and then he joins the cause. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, maybe changing up that scene a little bit more. Instead of them going to prison, they end up meeting with, you know, him because he's, like, the boss of the area. And they're like, oh, my God, you're fucking Leia. Oh, my God. Oh, well, shit. Well, what do you need? And maybe changed up a little bit of the movie. But, I mean, that would have been a perfect thing. Like, give him the perfect code person that was not going to fuck him over and they actually got caught. Like, you know... I don't know. Or give him the wrong one by accident and then get fucked over. You don't have to change it all much. But, yeah, there could have been a whole... That would have made a movie a lot better. You're yeah. right. You know, and I like the fact, you know, we, you're, we're you not constantly introducing new people all the time. I mean, introducing Lando would have been totally different, but we're not trying to figure out... They're not getting overloaded with all these new people where I felt like... Attack of the Clones, there was just so many people. Yeah. Every time I turned around, there was something new. You know, there's there was... You know, I don't the, like that because then I get yeah. confused of who the fuck is who and yep. what the hell are they doing here. That yep. was my whole thing. Like, Because I remember... we Did we watch... Yeah, we watched Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember looking over at you. I'm like, who the hell's that? <laughs> who the hell's that? Who's that? Like, who's, what's going on here? <laughs> like... It's more of me asking questions during the movie because I'm like, I know you hate that, but I don't know what the fuck I'm watching right now. Like, there's too many new things kicking in. Yeah. Or they're just names, Saifa Diaz, this general. I mean, it was just all over the place. You know, it was just like everything, you know, all these different people. You know, you had like the Trade Federation, this and that. So I just felt like they kept the characters. Yeah. A few other ones were like, touched on or momentary but they kept the you were able to follow each plot line because there wasn't too many periphery characters or new people introduced yeah so i mean i guess we're i mean i how we're gonna any more spoiling on this movie yeah um not really i mean like i said i was a virgin to this okay i first time watch and you know i'm not like i'm not in tune or up on star wars like you guys are like i grew up as like you know 
Batman and not this really type of stuff. Like I wasn't into Star Trek, and I think that's the thing was is I was I saw Star Trek from a older cousin, and I was like, I Star Wars anything like that? I'm not into it. I did yeah. watch it, but again, like I'm not in tune to it like I am like with the DC like Matt or Batman and stuff like that. So, you know, rewatching this as a whole series is great because I enjoy it a lot. And with this being my first movie, I have not seen going into it. And I'm very excited to see nine now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have a whole lot of opinion about it just because, again, I'm going in with a clean eyes, not knowing much about it. So I'm looking at it as a movie aspects where, yeah. again, like I can go into watching an X-Men movie and saying that's not a bad movie. But you're like, that's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, yeah. OK. And that's because you've seen the comic. You've seen you know all the characters. You know what the hell is going on with them. So that's my final thing about the movie is like I don't know much about Star Wars. I don't know much about the characters. I just think as a movie standpoint, it's all flowing pretty well with each other. And they're doing a pretty good job with that. I am like, as you guys are talking, like I can understand the flaws and stuff like that. It totally makes sense. And if I would have known that going in, I probably would have had the same thought as you guys. But going into it as a, you know, clean eyes, you know, virgin, I literally don't. Yeah, I did not have any issues with it. So, but yeah, I totally like your guys' opinions and everything that was brought up. It was definitely gives me a different insight for next time I watch it. Again, my. Still, my biggest problem with this movie, and the two in general, was that Luke Skywalker's death should have had more of an effect on Rey than Han Solo's. Just because of the relationship they should have had. Her being the master, her the apprentice. Whatever, the Obi-Wan, Luke, or Yoda, Luke, that dynamic. Yep. And she was supposed, supposedly on the island for days, weeks, yeah. maybe. It seemed like and she months. spent maybe all of three days with Han Solo. Yeah, not even. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that the reaction to those deaths should have been reversed. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up that we didn't bring up before and just clicked in my head. Um, we had Luke go in to the um Millennium Falcon Millennium Falcon man big blank yeah. um and he grabbed the dice yes of Han Solo's and he actually gave it to Leia but it was not actually a real dice so I think that's when Leia actually knew it was not actually him like we can leave because the dice was not actually there like it was there in sight with the force but then when, but when, when Ky- yeah it was gone out of his hands that was a good point too definitely a good point yes i forgot i wanted to talk put a little insight though there's my final thought i mean okay. I, <laughs> yep just clicked in my head 
I I just want to say like what I initially said with this one is watching it in person the movie theaters was great don't get me wrong I'm like okay and I'm like you just like you said also you know the pushback you know like ah uh, there was a couple things I was like whatever but then every time I've seen it since you know I've caught a little bit more here a little bit more there which helped me yes I have some problems that maybe they could have had like a little bit better towards the climax it could have been a, a battle between not kylo or scott you know something different there i think it could have ended a little bit better there other than that i mean i give it always a good solid because it furthered the plot it was great and i love the way all not only was their expressions um their physical appearance were able to you could see the conflict within themselves i felt that was probably one of the best parts of the movie and i wasn't distracted like I was by the way Hayden Christensen looked in all three of his movies because it was just like it never fit his expressions never fit all these people's expressions in this movie I just maybe that's you know they were not I don't want to say great actors but they were able to convey what they were supposed to do not only through words but through um their movements is the best but I love this movie like I said, I'm going to give it a good solid B, B plus because it's always been good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like it more now than I did. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be this winter, but it's going to be one of the cold winter days that I, you know, get a few days off. Like, I would rewatch this all again just yes. to see it again. But, yeah, I mean... I want to see this again, but I want to see it again. And I think next time I want to actually go from one to up. Not go in chronological order, yeah. not order go, of release. And not even watch like the ones that doesn't matter. Into just the, the Skywalker saga. Yeah, just the one through nine. I mean, yeah. what are we talking there? Like 20 hours? Probably more than that, wouldn't yeah, you think? Nine movies at roughly... Two and a half a clip, probably 24. 24? Yeah, yeah, 24. That's not bad. Hmm. No. Just. No. But, well, got two left. No. Yeah. Just what another prequel and then the finale. Yeah. Yeah, well, we so got to decide. More. We got to decide what we're doing next time, though. That is uh, true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, with you choosing this, I mean. I mean, what, we, what we did. Next uh, week. Next week. We got yeah. Oh, you chose next week, or we, we chose last week. week. So you choose this week, or next week. Did you? Did you choose last week? We chose. Oh yeah, you did. You, yeah, you did. You did Netflix. Oh, that's right. Uh, I was thinking Clint Eastwood because I'm like, oh, I did directors. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So next week we're looking at. It's gonna be the week right before Halloween weekend, right before Halloween. Not that I want to say well, I don't want to do Halloween, but I want to do. Let's just do a horror movie. One of our favorite horror movies. It doesn't have to be a genre. Okay. Does does that sound good for you guys? I mean, yeah, one day. we just each pick our own. Yep. Okay. Why? Yep. You know, granted, you know, this is my favorite horror movie, and this is why. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we're we're dismissing ones we've already talked about. I assume. I assume so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a list of them, but yeah, we're good. I'll probably choose a new one. Yeah, there's plenty of horror movies out there. I think we got plenty of time, you know, 
Oh yeah, yeah, there's a lot, and they keep getting sales on Voodoo right now, so we keep buying random stuff every now and then because awesome. Well, still loving this shit. Still loving it. Awesome. Well, yeah. Next week will be your choice of horror, so we'll get ready for it. Yes, definitely. Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, have a great night. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Right, have a good one. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.